This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Warrior Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Ben to talk about bye week. The bye week that we will dominate. Ben, how you doing? <laughs> oh man, I'm so glad that we have a bye week this week because coming off that Ole Miss game, we definitely need it. And yeah. uh, look, between the players that are either injured or just exhausted after playing on the road so many weeks in a row, yeah, it it's weird because in the past we only had one bye week an entire season, and now we get two. Yeah, and it could not be at a better time. So yeah, I'm th- very very I was... glad. I was honestly thinking the same thing. I, I was not remembering previous seasons where we've had two bye weeks and still had a 12-game season. So it's kind of nice um, to get it right before we go into Amen Corner. Uh, so that'll, that'll give the guys a couple weeks now to uh, prepare for UGA. And for us fans, hey, feel, feel privileged that we get an extra week to hate on Georgia. <laughs> we get two full weeks to hate on Georgia. Don't care about any other teams, just Georgia. At, um, so at the end thought, of the day, I feel like bye weeks are more money to be made. Yeah. And it's weird because I remember back when the the season was 12 weeks and we had 11 games in a bye week. Mm-hmm. And now the season's, what, like 15 weeks? Probably like 14, 15. Yeah, probably. If you yeah, count like yeah, if you count even like week zero when like the season yeah. like they have the kickoff game at the beginning even before week one, I'm counting and, it. Yeah, there's, I count it. There's money to be made even at before the first week of the season. So yeah, when you and look you at count... it from the ESPN aspect, that's that's why these additional bye weeks are yeah. now in play. True, and they can uh, because of the season being spread out a little bit more, you can get more games on TV because you're not vying for only these 12 Saturdays or 13 Saturdays. It's now you got 15. Um, and then even I was thinking about it, you, you still have the conference championships, which, you know, add on an extra week if you make it to those. So that's an extra weekend of of games that uh, they get to profit off of, which I mean for them, smart. Um, yeah, it's, it's nuts, but it's, yeah. uh, it's the way of the land now. Yeah, it really I'm, is. I'm not complaining, honestly. Like yeah. I'm glad to have two bye weeks. Yeah, I think it it's pretty neat. It helps. I mean, at this point, it, it definitely helps when you have physical physical games, and it just, man, you need it. Um, I mean, let's let's look at this this week, and at least uh, if you were a coach, Ben, and you're heading into a couple weeks, uh, I mean, I think the first thing is get the guys healthy, get them ready for the two brutal games ahead, Georgia and Bama. Uh, but what else would you be working on uh, this next week? I would take 
one day of practice, and I'd do a two-a-day. And the first portion of the of the practice... You'd actually do a two-a-day? Yeah. They don't even and do those why. in, like, fall practice. No, no wait. Okay. Here's okay. why. <laughs> the first first portion is you've got the offensive line. Okay. And you line them up. Yeah. And then you play that game that kids do in grade school. What's it called? <laughs> Where it's uh, like... Uh, uh, um, uh, 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 Red Rover? Yeah. 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 Red Rover, Red Rover, send Derek Brown over. Oh, dude. And you just have like you have these guys come running at the offensive line, and they gotta hold them. Oh gosh! And that's your first portion of the day. It would <laughs> one be hilarious for the whole team that's not the offensive line. Yeah. And two, the offensive line would have to hold the dang line. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, there'd probably be broken be wrists great. and stuff. Well, but like, and dislocated there could shoulders. Be injuries. Yeah. It, <laughs> Injuries could occur, but I don't know if we'd play worse, even if that <laughs> happened. So I think it'd be okay. <laughs> Man, you never cease to amaze me at, at the ridiculous two-a-day ideas or whatever ideas. That's amazing. <laughs> um, I mean, but that we need the offense. Uh, I mean, at this point, we've discussed it. It's the offense is what they or offensive line is what it is. Um. And that's kind of unfortunate considering they're seniors and we're going to have to get a new batch of guys for next year. Um, the the thing, if I was a coach, I'd honestly kind of heart almost like harp on the ideas of, all right, we, we, we've gotten in now nine games. We have seen what works and we've seen what doesn't work. And specifically against the better teams, what works and what doesn't work. So if I'm a coach, I take the things that did work against Florida, did work against Georgia, did work against um, Oregon, and take all of those things and say, all right, what is our game plan? Let's practice around those things. And, and some of those things are, all right, we still need to establish run game, which I think now we've got Bowie Whitlow and DJ Williams as, you know, as Bowie's getting back to a hundred percent, at least DJ Williams is able to carry the load there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, talk about the the passing game and getting Bo Nix comfortable and in a rhythm real quick and you saw our our passing attack against a team like Ole Miss where we just really started to attack we threw uh 30 completions during the game and that was good to just you know get our team going and it was getting those um shorter third down situations I think is another thing um to really focus on, all right, it may not necessarily be a play that gets a first down, uh, but it gets us closer to a first down, sets us up to keep that drive going. And I think that those are things that you got to keep building on uh, so that this this game against UGA uh, doesn't get ugly for Auburn. Um, because, Ben, if we play like we did against Ole Miss, against either Georgia or Bama, we're going to lose. And we're gonna lose bad. <laughs> that uh, is, uh, that's almost an understatement. Yeah. And that's, I mean, looking at the way that Georgia played Florida this past week, mm-hmm. the Georgia defense on the rushing game is going to be very difficult to, yeah. especially with a, a rushing attack that's struggled this year, to say the least, based on just the way the offensive line has been playing. Yeah. So I would say, you know, we need to do some very quick route plays. Okay. And just have. A one-two pass type of play for Bo where he takes the snap, 
looks off the receiver uh-huh. for one second, turns back to the receiver for the second second, hits him. Okay. It's a one-two release. Yeah. And because... it's like a it's a predetermined you're gonna go there. Um is that what you're kind of thinking? Like yeah. almost so just like focuses bow on that's what you're gonna do and not give him, oh no, you gotta go through your three progressions now with three hundred pound defensive lineman running at you. <laughs> yep. And if if it's not there, then there's a dump play. Yeah. And that's what we need to do multiple yeah. times because look, we're gonna try to run against Georgia and I think mm-hmm. we can do better than Florida did because Florida's not a very good running game and we we shut them down except yeah. for that one long play. Yeah, I think even Florida only had 21 yards rushing. The whole game, 21 yards. Well, they would so, have had that against us if it wasn't for like an 80-yard run near the end of that fair. game. No, that's fair. They I definitely we, wore us down for sure. We had them at like 28 at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a very fairly similar performance. Yeah. Florida's not very good at running the ball. Yeah. But we're not that great right now <laughs> Yeah. when it comes to like former Auburn teams. So it's still going to yeah. be an uphill battle. So being able to spread the ball around and have quick passes, I think, would be very beneficial, especially against a Georgia team that's looking to stop the run. Yeah, um, I definitely think those those would be things that we need to focus on in these bye weeks. Uh, another one, just because we came off an off week of not our special teams not doing well, is you've got to focus on special teams. You got to focus <laughs> on stay in your lane. Uh, got to contain can't let the huge returns on punts or kickoffs happen like we just can't any of those situations against georgia and bama and those are big holes that you got to dig out of um and it's it's hard to dig out of a hole when your opponent's really really good so uh that's where special teams can uh, either make or break uh, a game um all right ben uh this past week when i went down to auburn uh i went down to um, try a new chicken place in Auburn. And uh, I grew up in Mobile, Alabama, um, so I was very familiar with it already. But Fusacli's, uh, they they have a they, spot. They do have a spot now. Um, it's on North Dean. Uh, it used to be where I think a hibachi restaurant when you and I were in college. Um, oh, okay. And then it changed to uh, what was it, Schlotsky's? So if you know where those those places are in Auburn, um. Fusaclis is now taking that over, but just give you know a couple minute review. I think it was really good. Um, I really enjoy Fusaclis in general. Like that was our place to go uh, at least probably once a week. I felt like as a kid, uh, just because it's really solid chicken um, and it was cheap, so my mom could get like <laughs> a twelve pack or something of, of chicken and just like beat us kids so that seemed to work really well but it was really good and uh it, it definitely lived up to my memory of it uh eating at food sacklies um ben do you remember when we went down uh to uh new orleans for the sugar bowl and uh we ate food sacklies do you remember like what that was like i do uh it was uh not as good as guthrie's which is my auburn place but way okay. way better than zaxby's so i'll give you that <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, I'm definitely a Fusacli's guy over uh, Zaxby's. So I think Zaxby's because they do have other things besides just you know fried chicken. Uh, that maybe gives them a leg up for some people. But I mean, let's start. I think it would be good to kind of list off 
because I, I definitely have my favorite Auburn chicken places. And, you know, Ben and I have this running debate. And also Kyle Loomis, we have this running debate of who has the best chicken. So uh, are you telling me, is this Chicken Talk 2019? Yes, it is. This is this is the week. This what is a bi- perfect week. bi-week subject. I know. Okay, perfect. this is, okay, perfect. Okay, so, so we're going to list them out and then we're going to rank some of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's pick like our top three favorite chicken places in Auburn. And Ooh. I'll list them out. And okay. uh, if you want to stop me, stop me. So uh, you got Guthrie's, Boo Sackley's. Uh, I'm going to put Mike and Ed's in there because they actually have pretty decent chicken, um, even though they're known for barbecue. Uh, okay. you get... I have not had Mike and Ed's chicken because okay. I always. So fun fact, uh, Mike and Ed's, one of my favorite places. You see it there all the time. I would always go in there and get a child's plate because it was just <laughs> enough food. Yeah. And they raised the child's plate a dollar fifty because of me coming in there every freaking week and getting the child's plate. <laughs> it used to be three fifty, man. It was amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, it was the For, best meal. I mean, in if you're in college, three fifty meal with barbecue, that's insane. Like you can't even you go to any other barbecue restaurant, you can't even get a barbecue sandwich for that cheap. No, the barbecue house is three bucks. Yeah, exactly. Old time barbecue house. But so uh now it's like five bucks for a child's plate, still delicious, totally yeah. worth it. Uh but I never had their chicken. So I'm I'm gonna have to take your word for it that it's okay, but yeah. they're not gonna make it high on my list. I'll just say okay. that. Um another one, just because they are on campus and then they're slightly off campus, uh, is Chick fil A. I feel like you gotta <laughs> throw that in there. Um All right, I'll give it to it. We live in okay. Chick fil A land, but That's true. There's uh, better chicken. In, yeah. Um and then uh I think it's your favorite, or one of your favorites, is uh, Proud Willie's Wings and Stuff. Oh, Willie's Wings. Yeah, so yeah. they have chicken tenders there. Mm-hmm. I've never had them, but I'm glad that we at least mention it for their wings. Best yeah. best wings in Auburn. I mean, wings are chicken. It's just different Not, chicken. This is chicken tenders, though, right? That's what the that's what the chicken debate's always been. Yeah, it's always about chicken tenders. Like It, it, it is different. Yeah, I agree. So uh, a couple others noted uh, Zaxby's. Uh, Louis, uh, chicken fingers, uh, Jim and X, which Ben wanted to throw Ooh. in there. Yeah, yeah, Jim and X. All right, so I have some friends at work, and there's a Jim and X not far from the SSC, and they said that you got to go to Jim and X and get their chicken. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. It's a barbecue place. Why would you do that? Yeah. So I did it one day, and they smoke their chicken tenders before they deep fry them. Oh my and gosh. They are seriously amazing. They are juicy. They are crispy. I don't understand how they do it, but it is fantastic. So I would definitely give them a thumbs up. Okay. Jim Nick's chicken is good. Okay. Nice. Uh, and then the last one on here, uh, Panty George's Kitchen. Uh, if you've ever been there, it's kind of like meat and three kind of place in, uh, on College Street. So I uh, wanted to put them in there too. I've had their fried chicken before. Yeah. Uh, so Delicious. I, I, fried chicken but i don't know if they necessarily qualify i don't know if yeah. they have chicken tenders there's also tenda chick which you gotta at least mention that's true i know yeah. they're far away yeah, yeah. but they're my alternative to guthrie since the old guthrie shut down yeah so all right ben if you had to rank your top three of of those chicken places uh give them to me start with number three and then build to number one mm. okay uh are we talking about a walk from campus? Or are we talking about just eh, in general? In general, of the ones that we talked about. Okay. So, this is tough. Yeah. For my top three, 
I'm going to have to start with Proud Willie's Wings and stuff because it's a hole in the wall. I took Kyle there one time. He was scared out of his mind that we were going to get mugged. It's really not that bad. It's <laughs> I, right I've under, been there too. Right under it, Amsterdam. It's, it's just kind of creepy at night. Yeah. But it's right next to a church, so you're fine. <laughs> uh, I've never had their chicken tenders, but okay. everything I've had from there is fantastic. Yeah. So I just have to assume that they're amazing. Okay. Second would be Tendachick because I go there all the time. And my number one, just because of all the memories, is Guthrie's. Mm, uh, nice. If the old Guthrie's was still there, that would be number one. You can't beat it. Yeah. The one that had like the ceiling tiles that were falling out of the ceiling because it was so run down. But my gosh, the chicken was good. Yeah. Uh, just just good old times growing up, coming to Auburn and getting some Guthrie's. Yeah, that's good. Um, so I'm going to put them in the same word, start out with number three. Uh, so I'm going to put in Louie's chicken fingers. Um, okay. if you haven't been there before, uh, they have some killer lemon pepper chicken. It's amazing. Um, but they also have really good fried, you know, fried chicken kind of stuff like fried chicken fingers. So you got kind of both of, uh, both sides of it. Where's that located? Um, it's near the Kroger on Dean. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's in that. I think there's a possibly another one, and I can't remember exactly where it is. I gotta give but, that a try. Yeah, you know, it's a really good location, uh, good place to, to get some food. And I think even um, Chiswick owns one of them or two of them or something. So that's kind of. Oh, you know what? There's also a chicken place that Tubbs owns. What is that one? It's over um, by the Publix. I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. Okay. Um, and then number two, um, I'm gonna throw in there a few sackleys. Just. Really? That's your number it. two? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just because I, I don't know, I, I really like Fusaclis, um, but maybe it's just because I don't have access to it. If it was here in Atlanta, I'd probably eat it every week. Um, but right now, it seems like Chick-fil-A is number one. What? I'm shocking you. I'm shocking you right <laughs> what? now. What? So like I literally a eat, chain. But it's so good. I love Chick-fil-A. Like, I literally eat it, like, twice a week, if not three times a week. Like, I can't... Like, it's just that good. <laughs> right, you're shocked right now, aren't you? I, I just... Look, I... But the chicken tenders <laughs> at Chick-fil-A are, like, the worst thing at Chick-fil-A. I enjoy them. Now. <laughs> now, if, if you gave me the option of a chicken sandwich, chicken nugs, or the chicken tenders at Chick-fil-A... Yeah, I would throw away the chicken tenders. Wait, really? Yeah, they're do you terrible. not even like them? With like, I love them with the Chick Fil A sauce. It's incredible. I'm not a not a fan of the Chick Fil A sauce. All right, all right. So well, maybe that's, that's why. Maybe because I like it, it with Chick Fil A sauce. That that's just like the perfect Chick Fil A is your number one. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> obviously the fans now know who has the better choice in chicken here. So <laughs> I think chicken debate 2019. We're going to have to actually have a debate at some point in time. But to start it off for chicken to get in Auburn, I will give you the Louis chicken. That's it. That's a good call. I'm going to have to try that place out. And I'm yeah, intrigued. It's a, it's a good one. Um, but Chick-fil-A? Come on, man. <laughs> I knew I was throwing a monkey wrench in there. <laughs> Usually you're the one throwing in the monkey wrench. I know. What is I was this? Like, I'll, I'll try to throw you off. Um, all right. So let's get back to uh, talking about Auburn 
football and like how how it kind of fits into the sec and now talking about the playoffs um so let's get into our segment and auburn perspective auburn fan perspective on the sec um there were a few games this past week um that i felt were pretty important and uh one of those was the uga uh florida game uh uga ended up coming up on top of that uh i was i mean both you and i talking about this one uh last week we're wanting florida to win yeah um man it just it took a while it seemed like florida was just uga was stopping everything that florida was doing um and then also georgia was at, at i mean it kind of shocked me from looked a lot better he kind of got out of whatever that slump was that he was in uh and that that definitely helped give georgia a little bit of a a leg up on on Florida for this game. Uh, another game that uh, stood out to me was the Tennessee game. Uh, Tennessee beat UAB uh, up until uh, what, a couple weeks ago. Is that right? UAB was undefeated, um, and I was thinking, oh man, this could be amazing if UAB ends up uh, toppling over uh, Tennessee. But yep. uh, Tennessee won that one. Uh, another couple games. Uh, so Texas A&M beat uh, University of Texas at San Antonio, um, and that got Texas A&M bowl eligible. So uh, they are they have six wins now. Uh, and uh, a couple other games. Mississippi State uh, beat Arkansas, uh, fifty-four to twenty-four. Um, yeah, big win. <laughs> so um, well, one of the things. Yeah, go ahead. What is Mississippi State's record now? Uh. Let me look. I think it's uh Is this like two really bad teams? Yeah, four and five. So uh they have four wins, they've got three games left to go. They they're kinda in a similar situation as Ole Miss. Uh they they're fighting for bowl eligibility. So it was it was interesting. <laughs> I mean, now Mississippi State has has got to win two of their last three games and that's gonna be tough considering uh they've got uh, Alabama next, so they're gonna lose that one. They've got Abel Christian, whoever that is. Uh, they'll win that one, I'm sure. And then uh, they have the Egg Bowl against Ole Miss, so I think they can beat Ole Miss. Um, so I think they can get bowl eligible. But I think that if they, yeah, man, both teams were not very. They're just not up to what I was expecting. It's um, so weird after you know the first couple weeks of the season, thinking about where some teams would be at this point. I would not have expected Texas A&M to have to play some nobody team to actually become bowl eligible. <laughs> I would not have expected Tennessee to actually beat a team like UAB that looked so good a couple weeks ago True. after losing to Georgia Southern in their first game and or whoever it was, yeah. Georgia State. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And then the Mississippi teams, I think we predicted this, but Yeah, we did. The Egg Bowl is going to be not the the team that's the best in Mississippi because clearly the state of Alabama owns Mississippi this year. True. So the Iron Bowl will decide that. Yep. Uh, and both of those, for both Mississippi State and Ole Miss, they're going to be at probably fighting for bowl eligibility. Whoever wins the Egg Bowl gets to go to the bowl game. So it's it's not only bragging rights for the Egg Bowl, it's – you're gonna either go to the bowl to a bowl game or not, um, so uh, that that puts a little extra pressure on there. It does. Does does Ole Miss have a chance at this point? 
I feel like they needed a win against us to have a chance. Um, they do, but <laughs> you ready for this? Yeah. They have uh, New Mexico State uh, next week, and they play number one LSU. <laughs> so they have to beat number one LSU to get bowl eligible. So it's probably not going to win. Like, not going to happen for them. So, what, what a crazy turn of events if Ole Miss somehow beat LSU. That would be the craziest of the crazy. We we thought that Georgia losing to South Carolina was bad. That this, that would be epic. <laughs> Golly. What? So, uh, yeah. I was like, I was trying to put some pieces together because if Bama beat LSU, uh huh, and then LSU lost to Ole Miss, and then we beat okay. Bama, could we get in? But no. Nah, yeah, we'd, we would. We'd still. Bam would still go in. Yeah. So, I don't know. Right. I, I, yeah, we're pretty much out of it. Eh. Yeah. But we can but play Chaos Maker. We could. I like that. I role. like Chaos. Chaos works. Yeah. Um, another notable one uh, that happened. Um, so, <laughs> South Carolina actually beat Vandy. So, good job, y'all. You did it. 24 to 7. Um, <laughs> so, that was another one. Um, good job for South Carolina. Uh, they are now four and five and have the chance to become bowl eligible if they beat App State next week. And then the last two games of their season, I don't think they can do it. They're playing Texas A&M at Texas A&M, and then uh, they're going to play number four Clemson. So I don't. They're, they're going to be. That's going to be tough. Uh, they have a chance to be bowl eligible, but man, they may not may not get there. Um, another notable one because uh, uh, it just recently happened was, uh, and this isn't SEC related, but at least we aren't FSU because, <laughs> goodness, FSU is a dumpster fire. And, I mean, it, it, we could we could have easily been something like FSU, I feel like. The similar situations of like, uh, like we're, we're thinking about, you know, like talks about firing Gus or whatever, and they, they bring in this, uh, Willie Taggart to to coach them and he doesn't pan out uh, probably because of how bad of a dumpster fire FSU already was under Jimbo yeah, Fisher. I feel but... like Jimbo kind of drove them into the ground and then got out of town. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Willie, Willie Taggart, he was 9 of 12 as head coach at FSU, so not a great record. Um, had a losing record there. And uh, it's kind of like when Auburn, like we, we put a lot of – uh, pressure and emphasis on do we beat our our rivals and he was just not getting it done um he he has he had an over five record against uh their rivals miami florida and in the and against clemson i mean clemson's really good but still like there were guy there were teams that he he could have won like if you had a halfway decent team and yeah he just couldn't put it together so I thought that was interesting that uh, he got canned uh, this this last week. Yeah, and the craziest thing is, is his buyout is the second highest ever behind Charlie Weiss of Notre Dame. Yeah, it's nuts. It was like eighteen was million only, bucks. Yeah, he was only there for less than two years. Yeah, that is insane. And, yeah, and it sounded like from what I was reading, the the donors put together and were like, "We need to raise money to get this guy out." <laughs> And they raised the money, got the buyout, and are going to pay him. I mean, Willie Tiger got out big. 
I mean, what a genius. Yeah. Like he he doesn't have to do anything anymore. Yeah. I mean, if he if he what <laughs> invest mean, wisely, uh Yeah. His house isn't even done because I I have an FSU guy that I work with, and he was telling me about the nice neighborhood that he was building a house in. Yeah, and the house has been under construction for like ever because it's a mansion. Yeah, and so this dude is either going to just chill out in that house for a bit, or like who would hire him after this performance? I don't know. He'll have to go back know. to be a coordinator. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um. All right, let's look ahead to this next week. Uh, of games so there, there's some pretty interesting ones coming up um the first one that stood out to me was tennessee versus kentucky um they're they're fighting for bowl eligibility as well yeah it's uh, actually a big game yeah it is when it comes to the east and that's i mean that just shows how bad the east is i guess <laughs> yep possibly um and, and what's crazy is like both of the teams have pretty similar records have four wins like this is, these are, I feel like Tennessee is trending upwards, but at the same time, sometimes I'm thinking Kentucky's got something going for them, even though they, it sounds like they're still going with that third string quarterback, AKA wide receiver. It's still like they got something going for them too. And they're not just like a cakewalk uh, that you can just come in and beat Kentucky. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, Another one that uh, I was I thought was very interesting. I was just looking at um, what Vegas was thinking of the Arkansas versus Western Kentucky game. Arkansas is playing Western Kentucky, guys. Just just think about that. And yet all uh, and yet Arkansas is only favored by two and a half points at home. <laughs> that tells you how bad Arkansas is. Man, uh, that is miserable. Like, you, and that that usually when that what that means is oh yard equal. Except you're at home, so you get an extra, you know, little nudge, so you're favored a little bit. I mean, that's pretty much what that means. So, very interesting. Hey, Arkansas um, might win one. <laughs> they might. That would be nice. I get. Uh, I think that would get them up to three wins. I think right? so. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Um, Pathetic. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's got to be rough. That's got to be rough. Um, and then the obvious one that that's coming up is LSU number one and then alabama number two uh facing off against each other sec um, can't wait to make that money <laughs> yeah for real they've been advertising it since our game hit double zeros yeah i mean that's gonna be a a big one and uh i mean well they were even kind of i feel like hyping it up even in the middle they were like, yeah oh, they were yeah, in a couple of weeks there's <laughs> gonna be the lsu bama game like, like, look at this lsu might beat auburn and then they get to play alabama oh gosh oh man that just riles up some pain at the SEC officials, and I don't want to go back to that spot again. Mm. Um, anything else uh, that you wanted to talk about, Ben, uh, during this bye week? Uh, we love our chicken talk and <laughs> our chicken debates, um, but we also love talking about football. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, one cool thing that I found out as we were doing this, uh, Louis Chicken is actually owned by Gene Chiswick. Yeah. He has three restaurants in the area. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I did not know that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I know Tubbs owned something because yeah. I know Caroline used to work at the Publix over there and saw Tubbs come in. And I was like, huh, cool. But apparently Gene Chizik owns a bunch of chicken restaurants around too. So I guess eventually Gus will 
leave Auburn and then either open his own Waffle House or a place that has chicken. Hey. So hey. we'll see. Yeah. So uh, I I really like just local chicken places in general. And you pick um, Chick-fil-A? <laughs> I live in Atlanta. Does that count? <laughs> I mean, technically it's local, but it's also not. It's like know. an hour and a half is their headquarters from where I I, I have four <laughs> Chick-fil-A's that I can go by on my way to work. Yeah. Four. Yeah. And we have Chick-fil-A down in our cafeteria. Yeah. So, I mean, Cow Day is one of my favorite days of the year, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give them that. Hey, free chicken. I don't go down to Auburn to get Chick-fil-A. I'm just going to tell you that right now. That's fair. That's that's maybe my it's just word. because Maybe <laughs> it's just because I, I have one so close to where I work, and I love Chick-fil-A. It's just great, great chicken for me. So. Yeah. But... If I do go to to let, let me put it this way also, if I go down to Auburn, it's probably going to be Fusaclis that I go to. Even though it's probably going to be a little bit out of my way, I'm probably going to go a little bit out of my way to go to Fusaclis over Chick Fil A. So I'll leave it at that too. Yeah, good call. Um, Ben, before we go, do you want to give me your social media so I can stay in contact with you? Yeah, you guys can find me anywhere on social media at b e n k one n g, and on Twitter at Captain Plainsman on Game Days. And you can find me on Twitter as well at A-J-Y-J-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?